What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Apogee Fitness Podcast, coming to you from the Apogee Therapy Center Recording Studio. My name is David Carter. And I am Zach Galloway. Zachary. What's, what's up, up, dude? How's it going? <laughs> well, I knew we were going to get you on this podcast somehow or another, and I... I'm not know. a lead enough to be on the other side of the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, so occasionally, Kevin gets busy. You know, he, he's a, an avid photographer and is frequently out of town, and tonight is one of those nights, so um, last time... I, my co-host that I brought in was amazing and catch Ooh. kilos. Hopefully, uh, don't let anyone down on that one. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, funny story, Zach. Zach and I are both from Michigan, believe it or not. Um, but we didn't, and we kind of ran in the same circles for a little bit. But and we've did, probably crossed paths multiple yeah. times, just never knew it. And we just never knew it until we actually officially met here in South Carolina of all places. Small world. Small world, yeah. For yep. sure. So we both are uh, Grand Valley State University alum, and I think your freshman year, we figured out, was my senior year. Is that correct? You, did you start oh, nine. in Yeah, so that would have been my senior year. That's a long time ago. Yeah, dude, for <laughs> real. So, um, yeah, so we connected here in South Carolina through CrossFit, just like a lot of these guests that are on this podcast, and uh, we've been wanting to kind of do one together for a while. So it kind of worked out. So yeah, man, thanks for coming over today yeah. and, and doing this with me. For sure. Thanks for having me. All right, cool. Um, today. So me and this guest have been texting back and forth. I feel like for a year, <laughs> um, I first heard about Steph Simmons. I believe it was probably last year at crash Cru crash crucible. Um, and I was pretty impressed with her performance. Um, and we had a lot of mutual friends, so I knew we had to get her on. Uh, a couple accolades that Zachary found. Um, Two-time Mid-Atlantic team, six-time pro team out of events such as like Wadapalooza, Granite Games, and the MAC. Um, and as of this year, one-time team, not team, team CrossFit Games athlete. So yeah, man, uh, Steph Simmons, what's up? Hey guys, I'm super excited to be on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So what you been up to today? Oh, a few clients this morning, then out to the farm with Matt. So it's been an eventful day. <laughs> Very cool. So Steph, is this your first podcast interview? This is. It's going to be fun. Let's <laughs> see what comes out. Yeah, this. I feel very much a senior today. You know, yeah. we were talking about ages before we got on the podcast, and I am five years, both of your senior and plus. This is both your first times. Well, actually, Zach, ho you started hosting well, a podcast. We haven't like produced one yet, but it, we still have to listen to it and make sure everything's good. It's yeah. just going to be really weird listening to yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the biggest thing is hearing yourself on some headphones. And even as it produces and you play it through whatever audio you're listening through, it's yeah. completely different than that too. Yeah. Well, like, I'm, do I really sound like that? I'm glad that we could we could break you in today, Steph, on the, the podcast airwaves. Um, so just like a lot of the podcasts that we like to do, our audience kind of likes to get to know our um, guest a little bit more on a personal level. So Steph, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, where you're from, where you were raised, uh, what kind of family life you had growing up, and was sports always a big part of your life? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Hickory, North Carolina. I've got two brothers, uh, Rob and Chuck, and there were like six other boys that lived on the street. And so I was very much a tomboy growing up, 
We played all the sports, whatever season it was, we played it in the backyard between soccer and football, wiffle ball in the backyard. So lots of sports growing up. Um, I did gymnastics first, and then I transitioned into team sports. Um, in high school, I played volleyball and basketball and softball. And I think I played travel softball from like age 10 all the way through college. So I went to college at Wingate University, which is right outside of Charlotte on 74. And I played softball there, Division II softball. I got a bachelor's in biology. And after that, I got into CrossFit. Awesome. All right, so quite a bit. what about your childhood kind of made you gravitate towards softball and ultimately going to college for playing that sport? Probably my dad was really involved with softball growing up. He was my coach from like the start of it. Um, I played on the hit and run, which was a local travel team where I made a lot of good friends um, and stuck with those friends all the way through high school. And we traveled around um, – kind of cities close to Hickory. And then as we got older, we traveled a little bit further away. Um, my dad was pretty much my coach and really got me into the sports aspect, team sports aspect, and helped develop that side of my personality through over the years. So we started out with a hit and run. Um, once I think it was like 16 years old, I transitioned to the Lady Blues, which is a little bit um, a level up in terms of travel softball and we stopped traveling from like Hickory to Charlotte and we started traveling from like Hickory to Florida and Hickory to Colorado and Hickory to Texas and so it was like a big recruiting process um, to go to these large scale tournaments and play really good people throughout the nation. That's awesome so how did you land going to Wingate? I was talking to a couple different colleges, um, and Wingate really seemed to fit me the best out of all the ones I was talking to. Um, it was close to home, which like two hours, so close enough to be, I could drive home in a day, but far enough away that I also had to make a trip of it. Um, so it was a good experience there. Um, but I just really got along well with the incoming class. Uh -huh. um, I think there were five freshmen the year I came in. Uh, and I just really liked Wingate and the atmosphere there. So, all right, Hickory, North Carolina. North Carolina is a big state. I just went from Greenville, South Carolina to Greenville, North Carolina last weekend <laughs> to visit some friends. And I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And I don't, you don't have kids yet. You're not married. Yes. And what you see in the movies where they the kids sitting in the back seat and they're like, are we there yet? Like that that <laughs> does happen constantly. And But my son, my four-year-old, he's like, are we in North Carolina yet? And we were in North Carolina within like, you know, 30 minutes because we live in Spartanburg County. And uh, But then it was like another four hours, four and a half hours of driving through North Carolina to get to Greenville, North mm. Carolina. So he was like, I can't stand North Carolina. It's the worst <laughs> state ever. But uh, it's, so um, it's very long. So where yeah. in North Carolina exactly is Hickory, North Carolina? Hickory's like in between Charlotte and the mountains. Um, so it's like an hour north-ish of Charlotte. And then if you continue on an hour north of that, you're in the mountains. Okay, so it would be more like West, Car West Carolina. Western Carolina, Boone, yeah. By chance? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Close okay. to Boone. All right, cool. Boone was where we went to the mountains whenever we went. Okay. And is Wingate, I don't know if I'm totally off on this, but is that was that an all-girls 
university or is that completely off? Nope, not all girls. It's um, was it, it started out as like a Baptist university. Okay, all right, um, gotcha. But definitely not Baptist complete anymore. Like, okay, <laughs> it's transitioned a lot out of that. But <laughs> right. is like seventy to eighty percent athletes. Okay, so it's very much a college university. Yeah, like there's nothing else there. Wingate makes up the town. Or a college university, a well, that's sports how Grand university. Valley was for their at least yeah Allendale campus. There was a lot of athletes there, but then more graduate the way you moved out from it yeah absolutely um is wingate d2 yeah 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 so grand valley is d2 as well and zach played football over at grand valley uh what is grand valley the most winningest football program ever right Ooh, about yeah. ever i know that like north in, dakota state's up there in the ncaa um but yes grand valley is up there for sure especially yeah. in the early 2000s yeah cool facts we're gonna step away from steph here Brian Kelly was, uh, that's where he got his start as a football coach at Grand Valley State University back in the 90s, which is pretty cool. Yep. The Notre Dame football coach. All right, yeah. back to Steph. We <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I> interrupt this. For <laughs> <laughs> a little plug for our alma mater. Um, all right, cool. So what position did you play in softball? I mean, if you could see me, I'd normally make you guess because nobody ever guesses the first time, but I was a catcher. Um, I was really little for a catcher. Um, I also played second base and all of the outfield. So moved around a lot. But That's cool. Well, it sounds like catcher yeah. was your favorite, though. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. I like outsmarting people and calling pitches, so that was always really rewarding for me to do. <laughs> awesome. And I just don't know enough about the sport other than it's extremely hard to get recruited in. And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, my wife played uh, college softball, too, so – know oh, all nice. about that softball world um you know you said you had two brothers are you the oldest or in the middle or the youngest and was there a rivalry between the three of you to make you so competitive oh my gosh yes there's definitely a rivalry um i am the oldest and then my brother rob is the middle child he's like 15 months younger than me and then my brother Chuck is 16 months younger than Rob. Oh, so wow. we are all really close. <laughs> um, we're still close to this day. And yeah, always playing sports, always competing against each other, getting into fights, picking apart fights, all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> that's awesome. But we're good friends now. And um, I really wish they lived closer. But one's in Hickory and one's in Winston Salem. So all right. And close where, enough. Where are you currently? I'm in Wilmington, North right. Carolina. So how'd you get from Wingate to Wilmington, North Carolina? I came down to Wilmington for grad school. So I actually have a master's in marine biology from UNC Wilmington. Uh, and I just, I love the beach. So I found every opportunity I could to stay down here. And I think I've been here like seven years now or something like that. So maybe only six, I don't know, but it's a cool town. All right, cool. Zach, you have any questions? No. Okay, no, I, I do. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we graduate from Wingate. Um, you played softball at a high level there. Um, was there a period between graduating from college and finding CrossFit where fitness was kind of put on the back burner, or did you jump right into CrossFit right after softball? How did that marriage happen? So. I guess you've kind of picked up. I'm a little bit, little bit of a nerd. Um, I've got the bio and the marine bio degrees. So 
one of the summers I was at Wingate, I got a summer research grant to, st to study stink bugs of all things. Oh, wow. Um, it was really nerdy. I would never do it again, but got me some summer money, got to keep me at college for the summer, which was a really cool experience. Um, but my advisor was into CrossFit, um, Dr. Scacco. And so she took me to a CrossFit class in Monroe, uh, and that was like my first introduction to it. And then I worked with a personal trainer, Coach Kelly, um, and he trained me for sports-specific CrossFit-y type training. Um, so that was like my original introduction. Um, but after I graduated, I really wanted something similar to like the intensity that was brought in group training with the team. And so I started at CrossFit Hickory because I moved back home after graduation for a year. So I lived at home for a year, went to CrossFit Hickory with my friend Alex, and yeah, stuck around there. CrossFit Hickory had some really good coaches. Um, Coach Kent, Greg, um, who else was there? There's a bunch of good coaches that were really kind of like catapulted me into the CrossFit scene. Um, I also met one of my really good friends, Carrie Schaefer, who's now Carrie Billington. And her and I hit it off on the competitive side of things. So I've done so many events with her and my other friend, Stevie Dellinger. Um, we're actually getting ready to take on the Wadapalooza qualifiers, I think in November is when they start. So really pumped for that this year. That's awesome. Yeah. With, with that, like that CrossFit kind of journey, when was you say that you finally like tasted the Kool-Aid or you were like, yeah, I can, I can go after this. This is something I really want to pursue. I think I just really enjoyed how CrossFit was. So I never got like we did competitions, man, since probably the first or second year I was in, but was never like super serious about it. I didn't consider myself really good at it for a long time, probably until like maybe two years ago. I was like, Oh, okay. Like we're moving on up in this world here. But, um, yeah, I think my first competition was at Iron Forged Athletics, um, doing the Iron Clash. And I did scaled and like, I remember watching some of the girls do super heavy weights for snatches and I was struggling to snatch like a 55 pound barbell and <laughs> thinking, oh my gosh, like what did I get myself into? But I'm really glad I did. Yeah, the journey's definitely humbling when you look back at like where oh, yeah. everyone started. Yeah. It is every time I, I think back, and I'm still be, between you and Zach. I'm I'm n nothing to speak of. <laughs> For as long <laughs> as I've been doing CrossFit, I should be much better. But uh, I, uh, yeah, when you think back at your first workout, and I can specifically remember my first workout. It was 2000. I think it was probably 2011 or 12. I was in grad school, and there was this kid who was a year ahead of me in grad school who all of a sudden just started getting super shredded. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing this thing called CrossFit. And I was like, I had, I had known what CrossFit was because I had been on CrossFit.com, but I had never been to a gym, so I went there with him. And actually, the guy that owned that gym, CrossFit 810, he was a regionals athlete, and he was on the the uh, CrossFit seminar team, which was really cool. But I remember the first workout being 21-15-9, which mm. I thought was a super weird rep scheme, <laughs> and it being um, squat cleans and handstand push-ups. 
and I had never done handstand push-ups. I had never even been on my, I couldn't even do a cartwheel. Like that was a <laughs> thing for like, I'd always been terrified of like doing anything on my hands. I don't know why. Even when I was a kid, I, I never did cartwheels. So just the thought of doing a handstand push-up was like way beyond me. And I remember thinking, man, this is going to take forever. And then like half the class was done within like five minutes or whatever. And I was like, this is, un <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sure you guys had similar experiences the first time walking into the gym. God, I don't even remember the first workout that I did. I just remember being really bad at snatches to start. <laughs> yeah. Mine was Jackie and I forever hate that workout oh. because of that oh. it. I had to break the empty barbell thrusters into like <laughs> seven sets. I was like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. I remember watching that. There's a pretty famous video of Dan Bailey doing that one and oh. just him rocking it out. Um, cool. All right. So you said you started doing some competitions and really within like the last two years, you feel like you were able to bring it to the next level. What made you feel that way? Like, were, did you do a competition and win big or did you, uh, how did you get realize that? Okay. I'm kind of way better at this and I'm going all in. God, maybe it wasn't two years. I forget. It was the year we went to the Granite Games. Um, I was competing with Stevie and Carrie, um, and maybe that was 2017. So, okay, like four years. But <laughs> um, we had gone to Wadapalooza, the three of us, and we signed up as intermediate because we had never been before. And based off of like what they tell you on their guidelines, we were like, all right, well, we're intermediate team. This is going to be great. And we get down there and we end up winning it. And there was, we got a lot of like pushback because people were like, oh, you guys should have gone RX, which we probably should have, but we didn't know. Um, and so that was a cool experience. But after that, we ended up going to the Granite Games and we like skipped the whole RX group and we went, we went pro. And I remember being in like the warm up area and seeing people like Jessica Griffith and Brooke Wells and oh, there's Scott Pancheck. I'm like, whoa we're in with the big dogs <laughs> and we I think one of our first workouts was like some triathlon type deal where we had to swim and then run and Stevie Carey and I were newbies and we didn't know so we lined up in the front of the swim pack like right in the middle which was an awful place for a triathlon start for the swim and I just remember vividly getting kicked in the face and like my goggles went sideways and that swim, needless to say, was awful, like completely awful for the rest of whatever it took us, eight, ten minutes. Mm. But when I got out of the water, I remember seeing Jessica Griffith again. And, I'm, and then we start running a little bit and, oh, and there's Brooke Wells. And I'm like, wow, we're actually doing good because Stevie and Carrie got out of the water ahead of me. Um, and so I think at that point, you know, after I didn't like that event, so after I calmed down a little bit, we kind of looked at where we were at on the leaderboard and we we're like, all right, we can kind of do this. Let's hang with them. So that was, it was fun. But then the big weights came out and we weren't strong at that point <laughs> kind of fell off the leaderboard, but it was fun. That's cool. So how did you make your way from Hickory to being a permanent resident in Wilmington? I know you said you went to grad school there. Did you go to, were, did you move back to Hickory after undergrad and then move to Wilmington? Okay. So yeah. after grad school, you stayed there. Yeah. Okay. I actually, um, I was working out of, well, I was training out of CrossFit Wilmington at the time. And, um, I was just talking to everybody in the gym. Hey, I'm graduating. I need a job. And 
I connected with Barbara Heath, who gave me a job doing evaluation work. Um, so I worked for her for two years, and that kept me in Wilmington with a full-time job. Um, we did grant evaluation work, so that's what kept me in Wilmington. What does that mean? What is evalu- What do you mean evaluation work? So like if the if you get a grant to research jellyfish, mm-hmm. then and the National Science Foundation pays for this big grant. Um, we would evaluate how the grant is progressing, if they're meeting metrics, um, if they're achieving outcomes and goals, and then we would report that back to the funding agency. So it's a lot of like check the box kind of work. So. Oh, wow. So you were somebody's best friend or like worst enemy. Oh, man. Everybody <laughs> would like clam up when I would hop on a Zoom call or come in the room and I'm like, I'm friendly, I swear. <laughs> but That's cool. Yeah, so it was an interesting job, very specific job, Um, but I've worked on and off for Barbara over the past five or six years, and it's been a good job for me. Okay, so that's that's more of a part-time thing. So what are you doing currently outside of CrossFit for work and uh, outside of the, the grant thing? So we just, the grant stuff is all soft money, so it's usually contract work, Mm -hmm. Um, so so I wrapped up a two-year grant uh, in May of this year, and since then I've just been doing personal training. Um, I also teach biology labs at University of North Carolina Wilmington, oh, wow. so I'm hired by semester. So like normally in the fall I'll teach general cell biology, and then in the spring I'll teach some upper-level elective. Uh-huh. So I've done like genetics and animal physiology and anatomy and physiology. Um, so normally I'd be teaching right now, but I took the semester off to plan a wedding because <laughs> that takes kind of a, a lot deal. of work. <laughs> yeah. I'm still <laughs> yeah. interested like with the whole marine biology, like what led you down that path? Like what did you want to do with that? Well, I'm very goal driven as an individual. And when I was 12 years old, my family and I went on a vacation to Cosmo, Mexico and we went scuba diving. My parents scuba dived a lot uh, when we were kids, and they finally took us, and I just remember getting under the water and like seeing this big coral reef with all these beautiful, like colorful fish and thinking, ooh, this is a whole new world down here. And so I decided then that I wanted to be a marine biologist before I knew that like there's not many jobs. (laughs) And so uh, that was always in my head, and then I, you know, got into the science realm and decided there there became an opportunity to do a study at UNC Wilmington. Uh, one of the professors reached out to me, and so I took it, and that's how I got the master's degree there, and hopefully down the road I can put it to good use, but for right now I'm just using it to teach biology labs. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's it like teaching at the university? Do you feel is – it, is it hard – being a 30 year old and teaching 20 something year olds and like 18, 19 year olds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man. So I've, I started teaching as a graduate TA. Um, so I'm only teaching labs, not the lecture, uh-huh. but so I've been at this for like six years now. And so I probably was started when I was 24 ish when I started and Ooh, some of those kids would give you some pushback and they didn't want to respect you a lot, but you just kind of have to lay down the law and be tough at, at the start of the semester and then become their friend later. But, um, I don't know. It's been interesting. Um, 
I've gone through two hurricanes and a pandemic teaching at this university. So I've really only been in person for maybe like seven semesters. Uh, we've done online, mm-hmm. we've shifted into trailers. It's It's been weird. So I haven't had a normal semester in a while and this would have been the first normal semester. Um, they finally went back in person, um, but it's been online lately and it's not been fun. <laughs> I can't imagine being a student right now. No, no. I'd still, I still imagine. All right, so you you have you have a pretty high level education. I was in school forever. I'm a physical therapist, so I have the three year doctoral degree yeah, as well. Yeah, that's and a lot of school too. It's a lot, man. And I still get the school nightmares. I don't know if you guys get this, but this happens. I would say at least a couple times a year, and it, I don't usually. I mean. I get some pretty vivid dreams, but this is one that I remember that I repeatedly have. Okay, here it is. I will, there's two of them. One of them is I'm back in college and I guess I had signed up for a class that I didn't realize I had signed up for and I didn't go the entire semester and I get my, I guess my report card back and my GPA is tanked because I got a zero in that class and never went. <laughs> Sounds Which, like a few of my students. <laughs> I know, right? Well, that did happen a few times in undergrad where I didn't go, but uh, no, not not to that extent. And then the other one is I will have like this dream where I have this huge semester project and I don't do a thing for it until like the night before and I'm cramming and it doesn't get done. And then again, like I failed a class. So obviously this fear of failure is still a thing <laughs> in my <laughs> life. <laughs> but I think, you know, for people who do push themselves to a certain degree in life, I think that a fear of failing is a valid reason for why you keep pushing yourself. I know that's probably one of the reasons why you keep pushing yourself, not only in your profession, but also in the the sports realm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that when people ask you what's your biggest fear, like that, that's it. The yeah. fear, fear of failing in anything. I don't like failing. Period. So yeah, I think uh, I think when people admit that, then they have a little bit more freedom in what they're doing too. Uh, I've definitely learned over the last 35 years that you're not always going to win, and failing are definitely good life lessons. And if you don't fail at all, you'll never progress. So I think failing is is a good thing to do every once in a while, but definitely still a fear of mine. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. hopefully you learn from it. Yeah. That's the yeah. big thing. Teaches you a lot of good life lessons if you learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. Life lessons are the best teachers. For sure. And it makes you work so much harder. Um, for like example, the, what was it? When did the handstand ramps come out? When was that like introduced? In 2000. I feel like it's been a couple years, but I couldn't tell you a date. Maybe that was 2018. 2018. That was the second regional. Um, and we practiced and practiced and practiced leading up to the regional because we were, I think we were the third weekend to compete. So we had some time. And like I got good at it. I was excited. And I remember in the warm up area at the regional, like they had two ramps set up and I went over, up the stairs, down the ramp, up the ramp, down the stairs a couple times, like I'm broken, no big deal. And we get out onto the competition floor and like, I was pumped for this event, no problem, we've got it. And I get over the first ramp, okay, come down, shake it out, get back up, go up the ramp, and I go down the stairs, 
And at that point you had to go like maybe another two to three feet to like clear a line to complete the rep. And I got to the last stair and my arm buckles and I fall. Mm. I'm like, all right, stay calm. You can do this. No big deal. Go back, fail again and again and again for like five whole minutes. Mm. (laughs) And there's a picture that was taken. And my teammate, Jay-Z, I laugh about this now, but at the time it was really rough. But Jay-Z's got like his head on the pylon at the finish line, just like staring at me with the look of like, such disappointments, <laughs> like, oh no, that was our shot in event one and we're failing. And oh, so no. I had like a big mental setback from that, like with handstand stuff and with the ramps specifically for like six to eight months until we went to Wadapalooza and it came out again. And my teammate, Hannah, who's actually going to be in my wedding, she's one of my really good friends. Um, Hannah had trained alongside me at Reignited and we practiced the ramp and good, good, good. But we got out to that Wadapalooza floor and I took like a solid minute after doing some double unders before going up and over the ramp. And she hadn't, I'd never seen someone so excited for another person. She like ran over and gave me the biggest hug because she knew about like this big challenge. Mm-hmm. Like that was a huge hurdle in my life and to overcome it, it was really cool to have her share that moment with me, but definitely a failure that mm-hmm. was turned into a positive. Yep. That's a good friend right there. Yeah, for sure. Easily. You need hype people like that. Uh, hype people are the most important people. You I gotta love have them people. in your life. You have to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey guys, we're gonna take a break to thank our sponsors for today's episode. We're gonna start off with CrossFit Greer. If you're living in the Greer area and are interested in getting started in CrossFit, go ahead and look up CrossFit Greer. Jen and Reagan Green are the owners there. If you mention the Apogee podcast to them, they will give you 10% off your first month's membership fees. I would also like to thank Blitz Belts and Chris Kane for their continued support of the show. So be sure to use their 15% off coupon code at checkout. That's Apogee, all caps. That gets you, the listener, 15% off at checkout at Blitz Belts on your custom order. I want to thank Goat Tape for being our new sponsor. Goat Tape has committed its brand to providing the best in athletic tape. They are the standard for CrossFit tape. Scary sticky. Now they are providing the best in KT tape. So at checkout, be sure to get your 25% off your wholesale purchase. Use the coupon code Apogee at checkout. Finally, if you guys would like to become an invested friend of the show and are interested in supporting the show directly, go to anchor.fm slash Podcast and click on the support tab. We love bringing you guys awesome content each week. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast, drop a review, and let us know how we're doing. All right, so the most interesting thing that I've, well, not the most interesting thing, but one of the interesting things I picked up from our conversation so far is team. You're always mentioning being on a team. Have you ever done anything individual? And are you currently, is the team that you have now, have you guys been a team throughout this whole process? Or talk about your CrossFit competitions and your teams and if you've ever done individual. So I've done a handful of individual events, like less than five. Um, We throw the Reignited Games, a local comp here at my gym, and I've done that individually twice. Um, I did Greenville Games individually. That was at Amy's Mm -hmm. gym. Um, That was in 2019. And I did Crash um, individually. And that's that's the last one I've done individually. 
Um, I'm not necessarily against competing individually. I just think that I'm better as a teammate. Mm -hmm. Um, I work really hard for other people. And when I get on my own, I'm like, "Eh, well, all right, you sucked at that one. Let's move on to the next event. But like for a teammate, I will not let you down type deal. So I prefer a team, but yeah, maybe one day I'll move into that individual space. I don't know. For sure. So with these, the Wadapalooza, Talk about all the teams that you've been on so far, because there's so many different team makeups. Like before, it was yeah. six people. Then it was, you know, at some of these events like Wadapalooza, it's three people. Um, CrossFit Games now is four people. Um, what type of team do you prefer? And also, um, are any of your current teammates have they been teammates of yours throughout the past couple of years? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know that I really prefer a specific style of team, like three person, all female or two, two and two. Um, I think it's more about like who I'm competing with. Um, my teammates now are for the games. We had Bryn and Ryan and Quinn, and I had only competed with Ryan before. Um, I had never competed with Bryn. And Quinn just moved to Wilmington in the fall of last year, so we had never competed together before, uh, really until we stepped on the floor for quarterfinals. So, um, yeah, we are all still currently training together. Um, we all do the Proven program program with Tia, mm-hmm. and we probably train together three days a week, not like as a group of four, but partnered up at different points of the day. Um, Brian works a full-time job, so does Quinn. And then Bryn and I coach a lot of different random hours. So we try to pair up and train together as much as possible, but it's like rare that the four of us all go at the same time. What did you think about the format this year of turning it back into like the affiliate cup rather than having super teams? I loved it. I got so excited when I heard that announcement. Um, I just felt like, it was, it's cool to have an affiliate team, right? It Mm -hmm. shows off like the impact and the power of a community. Um, and the reignited community that I'm at now, CrossFit reignited is just really powerful. Um, I moved to this gym in 2017 to be on their regional team. And since then there's just been so many different competitors that have come in and out of the gym. And there's always like a really good group to train with. And it kind of changes from year to year, but the gym just like is a magnet for good competitors and it really, it makes it more fun to train and it really gives you a good push in the gym, especially on the days when you just feel like you don't have it. And so it kind of brings that motivation factor for me. Mm -hmm. Cool. I think she hit it on the head right there. It's fun when you have people around you they're suffering with, like when you're by yourself, sometimes you have that little feel sorry for yourself moment, but when you're out there having fun, it just doesn't matter how bad it hurts. You're just, you're there. It's very easy to quit while you're by, when you're by yourself. Uh, I've said this before on the podcast. I'll never get a PR in my garage ever. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> um, no. That's very cool. Um, you came from a similar gym in Grand Rapids, Zach. You went to Eighth Day, yep. and Eighth Day was a games team, uh, uh, CrossFit Games team this year. Yeah, you know, as, as I was creeping on Seth's uh, Instagram, there's a picture <laughs> of them doing the worm, and Eighth Day's behind them. Oh yeah. They so, were cool. They were so fun to hang out with in the warm up area. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it was super cool to see them there. Um I, I think it's just cool how tight knit the CrossFit like just 
the community has become. And I feel like now with more and more people up and coming, kind of like some of the older people are kind of phasing out a little bit. It's cool to see like familiar faces that you've worked out with in the past or that, you know, personally there on, you know, the games floor, which is really, really cool to see. Well, you, from like someone that's in the community, you understand the amount of work that was put into it. Mm-hmm. So when you see these athletes out there, they're like, oh, you guys took like 20th at the games. Like you don't understand what it took to get there. And it's just impressive to see that pay off for you know, right. people that are in your circle. For sure. Yeah. And it was really cool to see all the North and South Carolina athletes that made it this year. There's so um, many good people coming crazy. out of this region. Mm. And there's going to, I so think fun. there's going to be more people next year. There's a lot of people oh, coming yeah. up that are just, they're so good. A lot of people that even in our hometown here in Greenville and Spartanburg that are just like made leaps and bounds within the last year. I'm excited to see some of them show off what they've been working on at Crucible this year. And I think yeah. you have a couple of big hubs. Like it sounds like Wilmington in that area has a huge like metro of good CrossFit athletes and you would come to Greenville and then like Atlanta. So this like yeah. region around here just is a magnet for a lot of people and it's showing on your end as well that multiple appearances. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it, it seems that way too with like, I mean, most people geographically went to semifinals close to where they live just cause it's a little bit easier to travel. It seems like, um, so that means for North and South Carolina athletes, like you're probably going to the Mac and mm-hmm. man, the Mac was stacked. Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> like, about that. I mean, that was, crap. A game I, itself. I really loved watching all of the, um, semifinal events at least I, I I can't say I watched all of them. I watched all the North America ones, yeah. um, but uh, I would say the Mac was the most exciting one. Um, that and maybe West Coast. But uh, talk a little bit about being in that environment. Um, compare it to what it was like being in the old school regionals environment, and yeah, just talk about your experience. I think it was pretty similar, actually. Um... Cause we were inside with the Mac. So it had the same like arena feel. Um, but with way more competitors this time, it felt like between the individual field and the teams that were there, it was just a who's who of CrossFit. It felt like, um, and the workouts were challenging. The Mac staff was really, really welcoming. Like we got a tour of the whole place when we signed in and that was neat. And I thought that they're, coverage was great they didn't just harp on one team and they showed the field and i mean they the mac put on a really class act and we were happy to be a part of it very cool that that's a game changer when you go there have fun and it's like i had a question about like the workouts and you and i may have talked about this previously but you've been to regionals you've seen that scene um and that's at a time where all the regional workouts were the same now do you think with different teams going to different sanctionals, uh, all the workout and programmer is different. Does that lead for a different impression when you get to the games? Like you don't know what to expect out of any team. Yeah. It was kind of hard to follow which teams were doing what and what semifinals they came from and like what their strengths and weaknesses were. You couldn't really figure it out, but I think, didn't they have like the, the lifting event was similar across all semifinals or was that just like, the Mac and yeah. Granite Games, and because we had snatches. Yeah, I think the snatch was pretty similar across the board for every semifinal. I know that CrossFit Inc. Um, wanted there to be some sort of similarity between at least a couple of the workouts, mm. and I know the snatch was one of that. One the West Coast is the only one that I can think of that didn't do like a Mac snatch. They did that ladder. Yeah. 
but uh no i i i love watching a good snatch event so yeah. i'm sure that's improved <laughs> a little bit for you I, that I, the thing i like about the snatch is i think it's probably the most athletic lift in well in olympic lifting um and satisfying <laughs> yeah absolutely like- yeah, if it can float up there and you catch it right, it is probably one of the most satisfying things. <laughs> I don't catch it very happy so, <laughs> compared to some of these other athletes. Yeah. So I'm happy just to catch it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter the weight. <laughs> All right, so talk about um, going to Madison for the first time and doing CrossFit, doing the CrossFit Games. Talk about the atmosphere. Um and talk about, well, I'll get to this next part after that. Talk about going to Madison first. Oh, Madison was incredible. The, the whole experience was one for the memory books. Um, when we got there, I think check-in was the first thing we did in the Noble um, like locker room. And that's I'm sure you've seen pictures of it on social mm-hmm. media, but wow, they really did it up. Um, we had like our own lockers with a uniform laid out. Um, different shoes to try on, bags, like one of each type of like sweatshirt, sweatpants, shirt, pants, shorts, all of it. So a lady walked you through your all of the clothing and apparel and stuff that they were giving you and you made sure it fits and they had tailors on site if it didn't um, so they could remake it to make sure that you were comfortable and ready to perform in their stuff. Oh, wow. Um, it was wild. Like I think we walked home with, 10 pairs of shoes it was nuts so so much stuff um so that alone was really cool and to go through that experience um but then just competing for four days straight i know when they announced the cuts our team was really worried i was a little bit annoyed because i'm like come on we made it this far don't do cuts but um our goal was really because we basically came in last right like we squeaked in with um the failed drug tests that happened at the mac and um so coming in last, we had no expectations for the weekend other than like survive the cuts. And so after the first day, um, we did fairly well again on the swim and kayak event. Um, Bryn wasn't so comfortable in the water, but she made up a ton of time on the kayak, which put our guys in a really good position to bring it home. And I think we took like 11th in that workout. Um, so it set us up really well for day one. And we had another good workout, um, I think on the field after that. And so after day one, I think we were around 10th or 12th or something like that. And had another one of those feelings of like, Oh, okay. We belong here. This is cool. Uh Um, and so after that, like we just took one workout at a time and we rode that like anxiety roller coaster of like, all right, get ready for the workout. We're at, you know, getting anxious about the workout that we don't know what we're doing. And then, okay, warm up for the workout and then do the workout really anxious and excited and all the emotions and then cool down and hang out and (laughs) wait two hours and then do it again. And it was just up and down, up and down all weekend. And I really hate that at the time, but man, I love that like emotional roller coaster of competing. That's cool. All right. What do you think it's going to take for somebody to dethrone mayhem (laughs) other other than other than other than rich stepping down which he says this year is going to be his last year i think but uh other than that do you think what do you think makes them so good other than having rich froning on their team (laughs) 
okay, well, he's amazing. Yeah. And so are all the girls and the guys that are on their team. Like, Andrea can, I think, what did she do? She front squatted 300 for, like, reps the other day. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's, mm-hmm. that's, you're really strong. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it would, they're kind of a super team, right? Like, yeah. people move to Mayhem to be on their team. Um, so they, it, it would take another team like that to, to occur to beat them but they're just they're so good they don't don't even look phased at the end of a workout it's crazy yeah i feel like um there was a couple teams that gave them a run for the money in certain events um (laughs) especially what was that one event with the uh was it the pegboard no it was handstand walks and uh the thrusters right oh yeah at the games yeah the wall walks yeah, the wall walks and the thrusters. Yeah, that was so, an exciting event. That was fun. Um, it was kind of cool to see the wall walks show back up, even though like when they came out in the open, I was so annoyed. I'm like, this movement sucks. Why is this in this? This is like how I teach people to do handstand walks. Right. But um, so it was hard in the open, but for whatever reason, I guess our bodies adapted really quickly, and by the games, they were not easy, but way easier than when we had a ton of them in the open but mm. that event was fun i really liked that one with the heavy thruster mm. um quinn and i partnered up for that and we were we weren't going against rich but it was their, their his partner and taylor i think and it was them another team and us uh for the first round and we were pretty neck and neck with them we were looking mm. down the lane and like oh wow cool we're doing great <laughs> i remember watching that one now is the electricity in the in the Coliseum technically? Is that what everyone hypes it up to be like when it's at the finish line like that? Yeah, it was really cool. The energy in that whole area is just amazing, and it was also really hot in there. <laughs> like for whatever reason, it was super humid on the floor. It was cold everywhere else, but on the floor it was super hot and humid, and it made those wall walks really sweaty and really difficult. <laughs> Like everybody was sliding all over the place. There was chalk everywhere. Oh but... yeah, I remember specifically seeing all that chalk <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> it was wild, that's but the, the energy in nightmare. that area. <laughs> yeah, the coach's nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Well, I think it's awesome that you had that experience. Do you think you guys are going to try to bring it back for next year? Definitely. Yeah. Same team, we same d- group, and everything. Yeah. Cool. We uh, we found some holes, obviously. Um, so we will fix those holes and try to get a little bit better for next year and do it again. So at what point during the season, I guess maybe right after the open, at what point do you guys start training more consistently together? Um, That's a good question. Um, we didn't really start training together until after uh, the Mac. I mean, like we trained maybe on Saturdays and maybe on Wednesdays together before the Mac. And then after that, we got serious um we were all at that point following invictus uh so we hired tino from invictus to write us some team programming and um because we were all in uncharted territory nobody knew how to train for the games we all of us our first time and so he really guided us through that process um and got us prepared so i think once open is done this year we'll really kick it into high gear with doing more team and synchro stuff again. Um, but in the off season, we'll try to get together on Saturdays and do team stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you guys change from switch from Invictus to proven and is proven? Is that tailored specifically is your program tailored specifically towards team or is that 
more of an individual base? Uh, we're just following the general like $40 a month proven oh, okay, program. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Did you get to meet yeah. T at the games? I said hello to her, but <laughs> we didn't get to talk, but she's definitely my idol. You're like, Hey, I pay you $40 a month. <laughs> Look at me. Well, yeah. Hi, I'm over here. Yeah. No, her program is hard. Oh my gosh, it's the hardest one I've ever been on. Yeah, I have a couple other friends that just switched over to that too and they love it. Yeah, it's very challenging. I'm excited to see the growth that comes out of it if I can mentally stay in it. <laughs> Cuz right. some of the gold times are like incredibly fast. So So if you had some strengths and weaknesses, what would you say is your strengths? And what are your weaknesses? And um, you said you mentioned some holes in your game that you guys are going to work on. What would those be? So gymnastics is my strength for sure. Moving moderate to heavy barbells for a lot of reps is also my strength. My weakness is moving a lightweight barbell, like cycling power snatches with like 55 pounds. Oh, I, I hate that. That's not fun. Um, and also machines. I'm not a fan of any of the machines. So I will be doing a lot of EMOMs and a lot of cardio work in the offseason, uh, whereas some of my other teammates need to work on strength. Um, I think we're all in that. Everybody's always working on strength, but some more than others. And um, a few of us need to improve gymnastic skills. And yeah, other than that, generally strength. We need to get stronger. Like we were last basically last on the strength event at the mac and <laughs> probably last again on the back squat at the games so strength is in there for us mm -hmm. cool the numbers over the years are just incredible too wow. to see the girls that are slashing wow. what most men in most boxes can't touch it's incredible mm -hmm. yeah i uh yeah every year you're you watch these crossfit games and I love watching the event for like the max lift, um, you know, like the max clean last last year, and then this year was it snatch this year, mm. and uh, it, it's so exciting to see everybody. I love how they're doing it. Just like one, sorry, not, we're not talking about team right now, but individual one person going up at a time, and I think that would that's pretty awesome to see. Just to see what what everybody's putting up is amazing. That's got to be so nerve-wracking, too. <laughs> the thing that is crazy, you know, like, these people are so strong. Like, y'all are so strong, but you still move so well, which is which is really cool to see how the body can continue to adapt and, and improve um, with just time under tension, you know? What I think is impressive on the team side of things is watching y'all do that worm. You'll get, like, spectators <laughs> and be like, it's not that bad. You, you get four people lifting it, and I was like, go try it. You're gonna yeah, have you tried this? <laughs> Have you picked this thing up? Our worm at Reignited is a six-person worm that's been converted to a four-person worm. So the tail end of it is like rolled up and it looks kind of like a hammerhead. Oh man, that thing is brutal. <laughs> but it makes it better when you go to the games and they have nice worms that are full of sand. And <laughs> There you go. The marine yeah. biologist reference there, the hammerhead. <laughs> yeah, the hammerhead. <laughs> I'll never look at a worm the same. That's right. Uh, <laughs> What is the total weight of the worm? Oh, 340-ish. It's 170 and 170. Like, those are the sections in a row. All right. And then there's spacers, so it's more than that. Because I think the spacers weigh like six pounds each. So I'm not a math major. <laughs> sure. So at most, um, at most boxes, you're not going to see a worm. So the majority of the audience, including myself, 
Now, our box does, but I've still never touched it. I've never touched a worm. Um, talk about like how you guys go about setting up like who's in front, who's in the middle, who's in the back, and are different sections of the worm weighted differently? Yeah, so the owners of our gym, uh, Nick and Drew Mazeka, uh, were well, Nick's always really been into the competitive side of CrossFit, and he was on our six-person regional team in 2017. Um, so Nick is very big on like having all the equipment you could ever need to compete. And so, um, when the worms were introduced, he got one and we had that six person worm and him and another teammate, Kyle, um, had a little bit more experience working with these. I think they, I forget where they did them originally, but those two kind of led the charge of like, all right, here's how we're going to stagger girl guy. We're going to put based on the teammates um, and who's stronger, we're going to either hide a female or put her at the end of the worm. And um, so depending on the teammate team structure, you kind of order your worm. But when we've moved to the four person worm, um, you have the typically the strongest guy in the front on the hundred pound sandbag. And you have your weaker female after that. And then you have your strongest female in the back because the front and the back kind of get some whiplash. Mm -hmm. um, and so those middle two sections are a little bit easier to control just because you have two people pulling on either side of you. Um, but that worm is just a different breed. It's, it's really hard to maneuver that thing. And so having key communication, like I was in charge of our communication at the games and in semifinals and we have a like ready left hand, ready, go. And so there's like a very repetitive call um, that I would do on every single rep for the most part. And that helps us keep in sync and keep the worm moving rather than dumping it all over the place and all over teammates' heads and that kind of stuff. So it takes a lot of coordination. Um, and we're lucky that we have the worm and are able to practice that yeah. and keep those calls consistent. Yeah, it's definitely one of the ultimate team movements. Um, it's one of the most boring things as a spectator to watch, but knowing more <laughs> about the worm probably oh. will help us appreciate that event a yeah. little bit more. Um, I thought it was really cool that they pulled out the overhead walking lunge at the games Yeah, oh, um, with that. the worm. That was wild. When um, I saw that announced, I'm like, how are they even going to do that? <laughs> and so it was cool to watch Mayhem like completely destroy everybody and just show us how it's done. So, <laughs> oh, man. I feel like they're kind of the ones when you see those memes about like the Olympics, you need one average person in there. But yeah. with like them, they're so far ahead. It yeah. makes everyone else seem average. You're like, can they just go? <laughs> yeah, I th I definitely think we're in it inherently going to see some more super teams as like people are like, all right, I'm just going to move here, live here for a while and just be on this team to just kind of compete with them a little bit. Um, but yeah, then again, that's Rich, what it's going to take yeah, to beat them. <laughs> yeah. Rich is, I guess, stepping away after this year. So he's been pretty truthful about the last time he made that decision. He's like, this is it. And yeah. he walked away. Yeah. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your nutrition and recovery in your training as now a CrossFit Games athlete. Um, do you have a nutrition coach? Tell us about what you eat or what you don't eat. Are you strict with your nutrition? Do you eat a lot of pizza? Um, <laughs> what do you do for recovery days? Oh, well, I'm like the worst person to answer these questions. I wish I could be better with it, but... Uh, <laughs> 
my nutrition kind of sucks. Uh, my fiance loves pizza, and so do I, and we eat a lot of it. Um, oh, I love spot it. On <laughs> pizza. Hey, you need to get your carbs in somehow. Yeah, we eat a lot of pizza. Um, but when I'm training, like when I train for the games, I tried to dial it in more. Um, I had a hard time keeping weight on because of all the cardio that we were doing. Um, there was a lot more running and a lot longer biking. Um, programmed on a daily basis and so had to eat a lot of carbs um, training for the games but when I'm training for a specific competition I do try to clean up my diet make sure I'm getting in enough protein so trying to hit you know around 140 145 grams of protein in a day I usually get that with like protein shakes and lots of chicken um, and then definitely trying to get the carbs in and minimizing fats but keeping enough in so that I can recover well um, so like I know how the nutrition process works, but I know enough about it, but not the best at following it. Um, I mean, someone so, puts pizza in front of you. It's hard to say. Yeah, no. That's true. it's there. And if I like to, I like to bake. Um, I really like to bake a lot of different things. And so when I bake things, I just have to eat them all. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah. All right. So there. what's your favorite kind of pizza? Do you have like a favorite style? Do you like thin crust? Do you like deep dish Chicago style or our personal favorite Detroit style with Ooh, the square? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I like them all. I like just very traditional um, regular pizza with pepperoni, but I also like banana peppers on it. Oh yeah, for sure. Me and too. bacon. You can always add bacon. <laughs> well, here's the unpopular opinion question. Does pineapple go on pizza? With ham, yeah, for wine, yes. for sure. I'm gonna have to completely. That's that. If there was one thing that was weird about me, you know, you kind of see these like pop up on Facebook lately. Like, if there, what's one thing that everybody loves that you hate? And for me, across the board, it's pineapple. I just, oh, I don't, just in general, I don't okay. like it on my pizza. I don't like eating it in the Caribbean cruise. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Period. <laughs> so good though i don't know i just don't i like all melons i like most fruit pretty much all fruit i don't like kiwi either um but yeah i don't know what it is about pineapple it does not do it for me but i definitely <laughs> agree with the banana peppers for sure yeah those are good um but i guess the recovery wise um i have i'm on team myology so myology sports massage um and i work with vince he's out of raleigh um, so I go see him like once a month typically, and he does all kind of amazing body work. He does the cupping and the scraping and deep tissue massage and man, he really keeps me moving. Um, so he was super helpful leading up to the Mac and then leading up to the games, like keeping everything moving. He'll watch my Instagram story and be like, wow, your overhead mobility is crap right now. Like come mm -hmm. see me. And then I leave and I can snatch really well again. So yeah. Vince is awesome with the myology team. Um, I wish he'd get a Wilmington office, though. That'd be awesome. <laughs> How far do you have to drive to go do that? Two hours. But it's totally oh, that's worth commitment. It. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a two hour drive, but man, is it worth it. Holy cow. How long are you spending with him for two hours? For a two uh, hour he drive? He usually works on me for like 90 minutes, hour yeah. and a half. Wow. That's not bad. Yeah. That's a full day yeah. event right yeah, there. Yeah, that is. It is. Yeah. That's usually awesome. Usually I grab a teammate and take him with me and. It's a good time. Yeah, I always say that regardless of whether you're competing or not competing, every single adult should have a massage at least once a month. Mm. Like, just just do it. Just do it for yourself. 
um, you're going to feel so much better about life in general. And it's something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, and then for athletes, I can't preach recovery days enough. I, and I think it's really cool to see that kind of becoming more of a thing for so many athletes across the board in all sports, not just CrossFit. Um, recovery is just as important as the days in the gym. Especially when you're yeah, putting in that sure. kind of volume. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. All right. I love the whoop for that. Um, I never paid attention to sleep until this. Yeah. Um, and man, I go to bed earlier now when I know my recovery's in in the dumps. So you probably drink less alcohol too. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy. It, it really yeah. affects your recovery. Like Big I'll time. be in the green and have a glass of wine and then tank into the red like instantly. That's all it takes is like one beer or one one glass of wine, like you said, and it. It, it'll ruin your day <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah really <laughs> well with based on recovery then a question for you do you pay so much attention to it that if you hit like a certain percent recovery you're like no i should probably hang low on this one or if on a wednesday you're like two percent recovery you're like no nah, it's a training day i have to get it in and whatever happens happens if i was at two percent on a wednesday i would probably take the rest day and then go in and train on thursday hopefully with a better recovery. But, um, as I'm, I'm not 21 anymore. So mm, paying amen. attention to recovery and like, all right, my body is really not feeling this Metcon today and I'll skip it and do something else or not do a Metcon at all. So that's cool. Sometimes I, you just got to listen to your body. I think a lot of people need to hear that for sure. Um, especially coming from a high level athlete like yourself. Like if, if what you just said, I don't need to repeat it, but that was, that was a good piece of information right there for a lot of people yeah. to understand. Well, because the most important kids think, to feel oh, good. Oh, for sure. But the kids think more is more, and like, oh, if I'm sore, I'm I'm changing, I'm getting better. Like, yeah. are you are you just trashing your central nervous system now? For the next three weeks, you're not doing anything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Really. One hundred percent. Um. Yeah, I think it's gonna be cool to see how. I really think the whole neuromuscular training is going to become a big thing in CrossFit pretty soon here. Um, I've been trying to do it a little bit more with some of the athletes around here and just training the nervous system along with the muscular system outside of the box, I think is going to be a game changer for a lot of athletes. Um, you are a born primitive athlete, correct? I am. Yeah. All right. Let's talk social media. So, um, social media is obviously something that can be fun, but also a big bummer. Um, you can spend too <laughs> much time on it, um, especially when you have, when you're representing a, a athleisure company like Born Primitive. Um, talk about what all you you do and how much time you spend on Instagram. Oh, probably more than I like to admit. Um, I do have like the time notification set up for um, Instagram, like. Hey, you've been on here for 20 minutes. Get off. Um, which is helpful, but I'm required to do like three posts, um, to my feed a month and then one to the story a month for them. Um, and generally like they give you content for one of those and then the other ones, they leave it up to you to make the post and stuff. Um, but I've really liked it over, I think I've done this for two and a half, three years now, um, be a brand rep for them. And so it's been fun to like watch them grow as a company and, get to be a part of that and, you know, rep represent and wear their clothing. And they have definitely come a long way with their clothing line. And it's just, it's a really comfortable apparel. Um, and they're a great company. So how'd you get hooked up with them in the first place? 
Oh, I don't even remember. I think I honestly just saw an ad that they were accepting brand ambassadors and I thought it would be a cool thing to do. Um, yeah, probably that way. Okay. Definitely cool. saw their booth at like Wadapalooza multiple times and it was always like one of the biggest ones. <laughs> uh huh. Very cool. Um, so as far as CrossFit from here on out, like you said, you are 30 and you know, I think in, in, the sports world, obviously, 30s can be almost like a phasing out decade as far as competing. Um, I think CrossFit might be a little bit different, especially since it's so new and a lot of the great athletes are still in their early 30s. But I definitely think in 10 years, you're going to see less people competing in their 30s. Um, what are your goals from here on out? And what keeps you motivated to keep going as like a 30-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm dying. I'm 30. Um, no, no, I kind of with you there though. I think that it takes a little bit of time to mature as a CrossFit athlete. Mm -hmm. I mean, you obviously have your anomalies, like, um, who was a teenage kid who just did really, really well. Mal O'Brien, um, Emma Carey. Mal, like yeah. crazy good. Um, but I think for the most part, you see older athletes that are doing well, like mm -hmm. into the low thirties and before they hit the master's group. Um, personally, I want to go back to the games. And mm -hmm. so, um, team team, uh, for the CrossFit games next year would be like the immediate goal. Um, and then maybe another year after that, if I could make it individually to probably a semifinal, that seems pretty realistic, um, for like the second year goal, but, oh, cool. uh, yeah, that would be a neat way to like challenge it in a different aspect. Um, the girls who are doing semifinals individually and even games individually are just on a whole different level. Mm -hmm. Like Danielle made it to semifinals this year and she is just incredible. Um, Stevie just had a baby, but it, Stevie's on that level too. Mm -hmm. Just like next level good. Um, and I mean, even though I'm in that same like upper echelon with these athletes, the difference between those two leagues between team and individual is just so great. Um, so yeah, I think I'll stick with team for now, but, um, I guess for me, like setting goals for that, um, I like to do one big goal. So games would be the big goal. And then I like to set little or not little, but like smaller goals, um, like Wadapalooza, um, and then, you know, your benchmarks like the open and quarterfinals and semis along the way to get that, to get to that big goal. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's just. <laughs> try as hard as I can. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. CrossFit's one of those things that it's almost, it's a life sport. I mean, you see it. You, it's amazing to watch. I, I actually really enjoyed watching all the uh, different masters levels and age groups, um, even up into the sixties. I mean, just seeing some of those people compete and doing things that, you know, a lot of people in their twenties and thirties can't even do is, is really cool to see. Even at a, we have this cool, local competition well actually it's kind of expanding now um in the state and even up into north carolina fittest um fittest of the upstate now fittest of south carolina and north carolina um they have age groups and i think the highest age group is maybe legends no outliers. Like, oh, outliers i think it's like 50 <laughs> and older or whatever but in their competition this year they had handstand walking 
And just to see some of these people like 55, 60 years old on their hands and walking was just like it's so incredible. incredible to see. You know, and you know, in my line of work, a 55 or 60 year old usually that comes into the clinic is a little bit more debilitated. So to see what, you know, people are capable of doing in their 50s and 60s and, you know, as the sport progresses in their 70s and even 80s is going to be really cool to see. And, yeah, it's wild. And, you know, you're kind of an ambassador for that, you know, as like almost one of these original groups because CrossFit's only like 15 years old. So, yeah, we had a master's athlete um, from Reignited go this year, Lydia Beer. She was in the 65 plus age group, I believe. Um, she destroyed it. She took second in the world. She's wow. so incredible. But yeah, she was like leading up to the games, practicing her handstand walks. I'm like, yeah. wow, you're really awesome. It, and that, climbing ropes. And that's really cool to that see. So like, wild. I want to be like you when I grow up. Yeah, that's awesome. It is, ins- <laughs> it is definitely inspiring. <clears throat> I also enjoyed watching the teenagers. I mean, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like some of these teenagers who are starting so young, like the people, the, some of these teenagers who are competing now started CrossFit when they were like six or seven years old. So just their ability to move, their movement is incredible with some of these lifts. I mean, it's like spotless. And uh, just to see when they age up and start to mature a little bit to see what kind of pressure they put on the current field is going to be pretty cool to see. That's true. Yeah. And the adaptive division is neat. Oh, yeah. Like a girl took off her leg and climbed a rope. Yep. Like, whoa, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, that that one especially. I don't know if you guys anybody watched the interviews of some of these adaptive athletes afterwards, um, but if you didn't tear up during a few of those, then I don't think you're human. That's for sure. Because yeah. you look at a lot of these adapted athletes, especially the limbless ones. It's recent. It's not like they were born that way, you know. And how many athletes in the elite individual group, if they lost an arm? would have the mentality to keep going. You know, they're like, oh, this is it. Like, I'm done, you know? Yeah, keep going and overcome all, like, the hardship and troubles that come with that whole process. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, again, it's in the word adaptive. It's amazing how the human body can adapt um, when something goes awry, for sure. Um, All right, let's kind of move outside of CrossFit. Let's talk about, yeah, uh, you just got engaged, right? Yeah. All right. So, how did you? What's what's your fiance's name? Matt. All right. How did you and Matt meet? So we met at the gym. Kind of no surprise there. <laughs> um, he was the new guy in town. He was getting out of the army. Um, and I think he was doing the workout Chad, the one thousand mm-hmm. step ups for time. Um, and I was like, oh, new guy in the gym. And so he was stepping up on a box for like an hour. And so I decided that I would do my handstand push ups right in front of him that day. I'm like, hey, look at me. <laughs> so um, Those are so we started that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So we started talking after that. And I think it was right around the time of the open. Um, so we kind of hung out and bonded over the open workouts. And yeah, the rest is history. That's cool. So, how long have you guys been dating? Um, a little over two years. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And how did he propose to you? Oh man. Um, so his parents live on the water here in Wilmington and I thought I was going to an oyster roast slash business meeting. Um, and his dad's a pretty intense guy. And so I get to their house and his dad sits me down and starts talking through this list of all these important business people I'm going to have to carry on conversations with. And I'm 
like trying to make mental notes of what's going on and who's who. And he's like, all right, now go out on the dock and get ready to talk to these people. And it was freezing. It was like January 16th and it was windy. And so we're standing on the dock and um, one of their dogs comes sprinting down the dock to Matt and brought out a ring. And so Matt got down on one knee and surprise, there's no oyster roast. And thank God there was no business meeting. Oh, so wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was good. But they had me going. I really thought I was going to have to talk to a bunch of important people. <laughs> that's good. So, it was well thought yeah. out. That means that he's, a well he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He uh, had like three other plans, but like my brother got engaged. A couple of our friends got engaged. His brother got engaged. He's like, everybody keeps taking my ideas. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it's so. the season, man. You're you're in that season. I think there was, uh, I think from the time of being 21 through possibly 32, maybe. I don't think there was a summer that went by that I wasn't in a wedding. Yeah. It's just uh, a lot. everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Keeps... I just recently started. Really? Well, yeah. yeah your generation's a little behind. No, it's good. Um, I didn't get married till I was like twenty, twenty-eight. So, uh, that's awesome. So, Matt, what, 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 um, where did he start? What military was he in? He's an Army Ranger. Okay, so. perfect. And he's he's still yeah. active. Oh, sorry. No, he was retired now. Oh. So he got out in May of 2020, maybe 2019. Awesome. So he currently does like some contracting work right now. But, Very cool. And what I meant yeah. to say was what military branch. <laughs> so yeah. That sounds completely dumb, but thank him for his service for us. Yeah. Um, That's great. So when's the big day? When are you guys getting hitched? October 2nd. So it's like. 16 days away oh wow Ooh, we're in we're in crunch time here yeah yeah and that's it's the exciting. reason why you cannot because you guys are what are you going on your honeymoon right after that uh yeah we're going to Asheville for a couple of days for like a mini honeymoon fantastic so you're gonna miss yeah. the crash crucible I'm so bummed about that. I wish he would have gone later in October, but that's okay. We should. I'm have seeing had... like the roster of all these amazing yeah. athletes coming to crash, and I have serious FOMO. <laughs> no, I. We wish you were covered. That would have been awesome. But I, I was, te- I was texting Jr. today, and I was like, "Well, is she coming?" Because I wanted to know if you were or weren't. And he said, "No." Nah. Yeah. He told me why. I was like, "Well, I guess if there was a reason to not come, that would probably be the best one." That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Jr. is the man. I wish I could go, but maybe next year oh for sure next year yeah yeah we or the were, one in the spring whichever one he does then yeah we were i was actually going through the list of past guests and co-hosts uh <laughs> so many who uh <laughs> who are going to be participating this year and there was like upwards of 16 people who have been on this show that are going to be competing at crash crucible this that's year. awesome yeah it's really cool you guys have hit all the big names. We, well, we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> we're just happy that you guys take the time to spend with us. Yeah. Um, what kind of stuff do you and Matt like to do outside of CrossFit? Oh, really anything outdoors. I really like water sports. Um, I like wakeboarding, going to the beach. Um, have done some surfing in the past, not so much now. I like to scuba dive. And then Matt's more of like the mountain guy, so he likes to go hiking and trekking through the woods and that kind of stuff. That's cool. Has he taken So outdoorsy people. Has he taken you hunting yet? 
not yet Um, (laughs) but he likes to shoot i am definitely a novice so i need to get more comfortable in that i hear you you guys should do what are those what are those events called where it's basically shooting and obstacles and crossfit at the same time the tactical games yeah you guys need to do that together that'd be cool god he would destroy people in that he'd be really good at it (laughs) army ranger i'd say yeah i would say i would hope so that's you got this honey you're good (laughs) yeah Yeah. you go do it i'll be the support team for once he's really good at being the support guy so um at the games he was our coach and like made sure we had everything we needed all the supplies knew where we were going he gave motivational speeches so he's a good guy to have around he's always prepared that's awesome he sounds like a good dude he is all right you want to get into some rapid fire questions go ahead all right so rapid fire questions you if you've listened to the podcast before um it's just a time where me and zach think of random questions off the top of our (laughs) head we ask them and you fire them back as quickly as you can Cool. All right. Um, what is your favorite CrossFit movement? Could be anything. Ring muscle up. Cool. What is one workout that you have stuck in your brain from the pain that it caused you? <laughs> the snatch and bike workout from the games. Oh, God. <laughs> There's only like four minutes, skip, but man, that hurts. Awesome. Um, are you a cake or pie kind of girl? Cake all day long. Ooh, that made me think. <laughs> yeah. Any type of cake. You already said pizza, so yeah. it's like, what's your guilty <laughs> pleasure food? But yeah. Well, that's still a good question. Is maybe pizza's not her cheat meal? What would be your cheat meal? Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. yeah. There's pizza. so many options. <laughs> there pizza are. Or Mexican. Yeah. Either one of those. Really good with that. <laughs> there are so many people that are on the Mexican train. My wife's one of them. I think she could eat Mexican all the time. Yeah. I'm not. Like, I don't know. I could eat pizza every day for the rest of my life. I've never been like, I really want Mexican tonight. Ooh. Which is Damn. probably another weird thing about me, right? Okay. That's it's probably the normal. same reason why you don't like Hawaiian pizzas, right? Yeah, I guess I'm just not <laughs> weird. I, my taste weird. buds have not developed, I guess, appropriately. But I think with like pizza, there's just so many variations of it. You sure. can always have something different. Dude, I'd rather have anchovies on my pizza than pineapple. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, if you tried to model yourself off any CrossFit athlete or somebody that you aspire to be or look up to, who would it be? Tia, 100%. Who wouldn't want to be her? Yeah. She's, she's so good at everything. And she seems like just as much as a good person too. I mean, she seems yes, super friendly. agreed. Very cool. Hmm. If you could get up and go one place in the world right now, where are you going? Ooh, good question. I think I'd want to go to Italy. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. Have you been to Europe before? I've been to London, but we pretty much stayed in London. It was like a study abroad thing with Wingate. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, if, well, I guess this is kind of a similar question. I was going to say, uh, how about this? If you could train, you met a lot of teams at the CrossFit games. If you could go and train, your team could train with another team for, the next six months other than mayhem uh which team would you want to which team do you feel like you connected with did you make any friends yeah we made a lot of friends but i think that australian team was cool 
um, what was her Jim's name? They're the ones that are like still trying to travel home because of all the like travel mm. restrictions. Oh wow! I didn't but they know hung out in like the top five like all weekend. Yeah. Um, and they were really nice people and That's... had cool accents too. Well, there you go. <laughs> you can't beat that. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Say, so what is your favorite memory of the games? It could have been something crazy happened, an interaction. Just what was your favorite moment? I think winning our heat on the rope climb and sled drag workout. That was like a really cool moment. We all ran across the finish line and like looked around and we were the first ones done. And that was really re- rewarding. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. You're going individual. You are competing for the top spot and you have two other competitors that you're going against for that top spot, the podium. It could be anybody. It doesn't have to be a CrossFit athlete currently. It could be somebody from the past, present. It could be your mom, your best friend. Who are the two people that you'd like to compete against for that against for that top spot? Ooh. Probably my girls, Stevie and Carrie. Yeah. If the three of us were making the podium on that, that level, that would be so cool. That would be cool. Who would that be for you, Zach? To compete against? Yeah. Oh, definitely Ryan from Eighth Day. Yeah. And, and Michael. <laughs> I don't know if I know Michael. Do I know Michael? What's his last name? Poss. I don't know if I know him. I definitely know Ryan. Just because... He's a legend in Grand yeah, Rapids. Just with the history we have with them and being really good friends, I would love to be able to go and throw down like good old times. It's yeah, been a while. That's cool. All right. Um, let's wrap it up here. Steph, where can people follow you on social media? Uh, mainly on Instagram. So SL Simmons three, SL Simmons three. Cool. Anything else you want to say to the audience before I let you go? Just thanks for having me on here. I know it's been a little, we've been planning this for a while and this has been such a fun experience. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you took the time out of your Thursday night to spend with us. And, uh, yeah, definitely was fun getting to know you more on, on this personal level. It's so funny. Like, when I have these, when we have these people on as guests, I feel like we leave like really good friends because it's just yeah. kind of like a, a weird, intimate relationship. Especially the room we're in. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and Zach, thank you so much for filling in. Yeah, um, absolutely. We've got some awesome guests lined up over the next several weeks, so we're really excited to drop some more episodes for everybody. But Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. And y'all heard it here on the Apogee Fitness Podcast. Mm-hmm.